0: Welcome, Picker Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll free number 800 the website at allamericangold.com. And welcome to Thursday. Big shout out to all you podcasters out there. Spread the word. Get this message out to everybody. You know, it's crazy. Millions and millions and millions of people have downloaded this show. Truly humbled. Truly humbled. Thank you guys uh, so very much. And, And the only way that happens, the only way that happens, if you're getting out the information that is the right information, we try to do that for you. Every single day. Uh, I'm joined with my partner in crime, uh, Jason Walker, who runs our, our Colorado Patriot office. And, of course, the 1360 KNC, the radio station that we own up there. Uh, shout out to Ramon and, and all the guys over at KXXT there in Phoenix. Uh, and wherever else you may be listening to this broadcast, we got a lot of things to talk about the, I, I think the storm, the storm is coming next week. I think we're going to see, I uh, hate to say it, get ready for a major increase in crude oil prices. I'll tell you why uh, we think that is going to occur, inflation uh, ripping apart it's not just here; it's everywhere in the world. And then China, man, incredible news out of China, uh, essentially saying we're with Russia at all costs. Uh, Taiwan is a, a is absolutely belongs to China and uh, pledges uh, China just gobbling up russian energy jason this thing really is uh it looks like both sides have dug in here
1: yeah that's right joe there's going to be uh, uh tougher times ahead uh, we've been talking about uh, this fall as being uh, sort of a kind of a ground zero for for things to really get serious and let's face it it's flu season you know never know where coronavirus is gonna uh, rear its ugly head in the new cycle and you have wars and and continued wars and uh, ramping it up, and then of course, just I mean, look at the, the you know the economic cycle we're in. You know, raising rates and 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 selling off balance sheets. Joe, it's it's you know it's all going to go towards. Well, China and Russia are going to they're going to take advantage of this, right? You know, that's 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 what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, we have the big. We've got everybody out. To, Jay Powell's going to talk to uh, Janet Yellen, uh, the head of the ECB, Christine Lagarde, uh, the the British Central Bank. A, a lot of fluff. A lot of fluff this week. Get ready for the realities. By the way, crude oil, 105, 106, starting to heat up. Uh, not very good news. Uh, we had really bad inventory numbers here yesterday. Uh, numbers out of Russia not looking well either. You know, the sanctions have an effect. Uh, the Russian crude oil output falling Libya. You know, and again, this is things where, you know, Uh, If this war wasn't going on, Libya having some problems, not a big deal. Uh, Their major pipeline down. Every single refiner operating uh, pretty much at maximum capacity. Never in the history of the data have we had refining capacity operating at such a high level. In other words, you know, when you do that, you know how it goes. You can only run at these levels for so long, and then, you know, things break. Uh, it, it, and why do I have this horrible feeling they're going to break at the worst time? Just be prepared. Be ready. Uh, again, this is why you tune in right here. By the way, some measures now. We're starting to get ready to hear this uh, in a lot of places. Uh, Italy today telling all of its residents, all of its citizens, hey, Turn off the air conditioner. Energy is going to be a problem. Germany, hey, let's cut back on the showers. Right? I mean, and, 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 you know, people laugh, right? You know, hey, uh, I know you like to shower every day, but uh, you know what? How about like, you know, go back to the old once a week thing? This is how significant the power and energy crunch that's coming and again you're not getting this on the mainstream media and all of these other things you watch And wall street's going to act all surprised when all of these things happen don't be surprised it is not only it, it, it's not a it might happen it's going to happen jason
1: you're exactly right i had my uh my conspiratorial mind working a little bit last night when i was talking to my wife so a little later in the show i i this is all planned. It's, it's, you know, you know me, Joe. I, th- I know it's all rigged, and I think I, I know where all this false scarcity is leading to, Joe. I, I think I have a good idea. So we'll, <laughs> somewhere in the show, all, well, you know, I, it's 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 all going to come back. I believe, Joe. I think things are going to change, and it's going to be a very, pain, you know, it's, it's a painful change. It's a global economic uh, reset, and when that happens, someone they want someone out there to be the hero, Joe. Someone's got to be the hero in the end of this thing.
0: Yeah, and again, remember yesterday, uh, zero hedge, and these guys are really good. They are really, really good. They are saying after the French elections that that is when the embargo is going to kick in on Russian oil. Uh, that, that's, that's a massive game changer. Uh, so something else already, listen, it was already going to be bad. Why not just finish it off like Jason said? you got to create all of these shortages out there uh, to justify uh, what they're going to do next. And remember, the end goal of all of this, it has nothing to do with Russia and Ukraine. The end goal of all of this is to get that digital dollar, to get that federal bank digital currency so they can have it. Maximum control over the citizenry. And the only way I know of avoiding it, call a Patriot Trading Group and getting that gold and silver put away. We'll be back right after the break. Physical gold and silver demand continue to skyrocket all over the world. Don't tell the paper market. Shh. Right. What? We're going to pretend it's not happening. Oh, it's happening. Uh, the Perth Mint saying gold sales for the month of March, the third highest ever. By the way, uh, just missed it by less than 9,000 ounces from breaking the all-time high, which so just so happened to be March of last year. Silver sales, 24% higher in the first quarter of this year compared to the first quarter of... 2021, uh, uh, almost a record, f- almost 6 million ounces of silver. That's out of the Perth Mint uh, in Australia. Every mint, it's the same story everywhere, Jason. Every mint, if it's not record sales, it's right near record sales. And really, the, if you really dig in and find out what the mints will tell you is well, if we could have made more, we could have sold more. In other words, hey, we probably could have had records. We just couldn't make enough.
1: Yeah, that, it's uh, you know I, I don't fall for that, Joe. I, I just know, I just know that it can be done. But now when it comes to silver supply, though, uh, if they don't have it, they can't make it. So I uh, we've been trying to get silver out there for how many months? And it's in the last two years, I remember, Joe, it's
0: been two years. Two we've been years struggling with silver supply for two years. And we know, to Jason's point, we know here in the U.S., the U.S. mint for several years minted 50 plus million ounces. Matter of fact, they did that as late as 2016. Here we sit going on two years of shortages. We have premium. Uh, I, I still can't believe it you know the, the 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 first day I worked here at Patriot retail price for silver was a dollar 25 over spot that was what Eric was selling silver Eagles for which means obviously we were paying less than the dollar 25. Now you're sitting here and you're talking about silver, which is right now. <laughs> yeah, I hate. I always laugh when I look at the price because it's so ridiculous. The paper price of of twenty
1: four dollars
0: and sixty five cents.
1: And there shouldn't be a shortage. You Joe. can't
0: buy a silver eagle anywhere in the country for less than forty some dollars, Jason.
1: Right, right. And I said yeah, there really isn't a shortage. Well. There can be a shortage, but what should happen is you let the markets do what they're supposed to do, and silver goes to 50 bucks an ounce or whatever it is to where everybody gets the amount that they're willing to pay that amount for. Because let's face it, Joe, silver's needed for industrial use. It's- We've
0: been out there. We went out on the air last week. I'll pay you $34. That's almost $10, what, $9.40, $0.35 per spot for uh, non-toned silver eagles. Uh, that's what I'll pay right now. 800-951- Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Like I said, I, uh, I think one person <laughs> we had one person take us up on that offer. Uh, and really, all he he did was trade it. He traded some of his silver for gold, uh, but, but that was it. And, and I guess my point being, the U.S. Mint is only minting Around thirty million ounces, but yet I know they can mint fifty, right? And this is what what uh, to Jason's uh, to Jason's point. So one of two things, and this is what I think. This is just my opinion. I think the global mints. You know, we got the U.S., we got Canada, right? We've got Australia, Austria, uh, the UK's got a mint, China's got a mint. You know, there's mints out there. They've been told. Hey, listen! Don't run at capacity. I mean, right now, the in the United States, Silver Eagle production's at about sixty percent of capacity, and I gotta believe they're telling them that because, hey, by the way, if all of you start running at capacity, we're, the 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 available silver at the exchange, we're not gonna have enough. That's the only thing that makes sense to me, Jason.
1: Yeah, that makes that makes complete sense. And uh, like I said. Uh, Whatever, however many the mint is going to, to to create for that year doesn't really matter. What matters is is the price per ounce relative to the market, and it's not right. This is why we're talking about fifteen dollars over spot for silver eagles. Well, that's where it has to be because that's where it's, that's bottom and where silver should be selling, anyways. If they would just let it, you know, if we had, uh, you know, didn't have a, a central bank and in, in powers that be monkeying around with the economic system, Joe. I believe we'd easily be at 50 to fifty to $100 silver. And then people that need it for investment value, they can buy it at that price, and it would be a fair value. So it's very cheap to get it right now. And it, what sucks, Joe, is everyone wants the price to be where it should be. I guess we just have to wait until uh, those that control things you know, allow uh, under the next emergency for the prices to, uh, to boost again. And the, and the prices are going to be boosting. They've been boosting for a while now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So just things to keep in mind. By the way, the U.S. Defense Minister, or, well, I guess uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin, it's kind of weird, had his first conversation with uh, China's defense minister, Defense Minister Wee, uh, and I just kind I find that shocking. That these, You mean you, you guys haven't talked? You know, you you know what? It, what is this? Two years plus of the Biden administration, and you haven't even talked to the Chinese defense minister. Uh, but on the phone, they talked on the phone yesterday, and China made it clear that no one can change Taiwan's status as part of China, and that the uh, that essentially, hey, China's are. As part of our country, we can do as we see fit, was the message from the defense minister. At the same time that was happening, uh, China uh, reiterated on Wednesday that it will continue to strengthen its strategic ties with Russia, no matter how the international landscape will, will may change. China's going to continue to strengthen strategic coordinations for a win win cooperation. That was China's vice foreign minister Lee. Uh, that was out on that was out yesterday. Uh, China said that there's been a thirty percent increase in trade between the two nations in the first three months of twenty twenty two. And then, uh, right after that announcement came out, uh, Russian coal shipments between Russia and China for for coking coal uh, doubled in the month of March. So they went from about 550 uh, thousand tons a month to now 1.4. That's almost triple. 1.4 million metric tons of coal so it looks like uh... china and russia uh... have firmly joined together uh... there is also uh... talk about the other BRIC nations brazil and india who have continued to increase their purchases of russian uh... energy products and then of course uh... mexico saudi arabia and south africa all of them refusing uh, to uh, bow to U.S. pressure to back off of Russian currencies. Jason, it's on.
1: Yeah, they've, they've uh, in, the, in the light of the news cycle and, and the decisions of these countries, uh, what you've just described, it's, it's us versus them, them versus us. They've, they've made it really loud and clear that there's a, a situation of, of Russia, China, the BRIC nations versus the Western, the European, and, and the United States powers. Uh, this, this this will continue to get worse and worse for everybody that's a citizen of these countries. As they uh, lower the standard of living, the inflation gets hot. And, uh, Joe, I mean, supply lines breaking down, all the food shortage, all this stuff we talk about. It'll just get worse and worse. And I believe they have a plan to, uh, I don't know, s- sort of uh, quasi-fix it so- somewhere in the future and when they do that, I, I think China ends up looking really good. I think China is is going to play this, this hero. They're, they're going to play the businessman getting in between the two angry parties that are against each other. Because let's face it, Joe, we don't control where the economics is going. But if there needs to be a, a suddenly a great fix to all of this in the future, China could just come in uh, just like a conquering hero. It's like, oh, here's all the ships you need. You got all the warehouses to put our stuff in. All your supplies are fixed. The inflation's been fixed. It's, uh, costs are going down. I really believe in the future, Joe. That's where we're headed. We're going to see a fix. I don't know if it's this year or before the presidential election in two years, but we're going to see this things, you know, quote unquote, get fixed. It won't be fixed. You know, we'll have digital currency. We'll have less freedoms and liberties, uh, lower standard of living. But, but Joe, let's just say we're twenty to thirty percent inflation in the next six months to a year. If they they get that thing down to five percent annually, well, yeah, man, I'll take that, man. Thanks, thanks, uh, uh, Joe Biden. You you did the big deal with China. They're in our they're 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 with us again. They're not just with Russia. They're they're playing the the, the smart business uh, end of this. You know, they're going to work with America and they're going to work with Russia. I, I, that's how I see Joe. I, I see the future. Uh, China being this 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 hero. A quasi-hero position of hey, they, they're the only sensible guy in the room. They're not attacking Ukraine, they're not smashing uh, sanctions ac- uh, upon their their perceived enemy. They're just trying to do business, Joe. Yeah, they're just they're just they're just doing the best they can to 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 make their country work. And and man, they uh, they work to deal with Biden or whoever's in pre- in charge, and and they're gonna fix it. And I don't know if that's this year, next year, or, or, the, or the presidential election year, Joe, but it's gonna happen. And uh, the so-called fix of this thing is going to be when everything is really blown to bits. That's how they're going to do this, Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Zero Hedge uh, reiterating their belief uh, that the EU, after the results of the French election this weekend, uh, that they're going to announce further cuts in the oil uh, Russian oil, this is going to make oil extremely expensive. Oil's been in like in a $10 range, really. You know, between, uh, you know, like $98 to say $108. Right now it's at $105. It, and you got to remember, the only reason it's not higher right now is China's got... 150 million people on lockdown those lockdowns are starting to end. I just saw Shanghai 4 million people got to leave their house uh, for the very first time in weeks uh, but again remember let me bring this to light the, the spread between in turning crude oil into gasoline and or diesel they're saying is the highest level on record by the way they've been keeping these records since 1986 so what it's saying is refiners now are making forty five dollars on refining a barrel of crude oil and turning it into gasoline or diesel so they're running all out as I said earlier US this is US refiners are running at ninety four percent of capacity. That is the highest rate on record going back decades. In other words, they couldn't find. Hey, they don't. There's there's never been a time at this time of year where U.S. refiners are operating at this high of a capacity, and they're saying the problem is even with them making forty five dollars, they're making record profits. They still can't make enough, Jason.
1: Yeah, and, and well, keep saying it, it's it's false scarcity, Joe. And, and I'll just, I'm going to go back to China one more time. Look how brilliant China will look if they're locking down major cities to, to combat coronavirus. <clears throat> Let's face it, Joe, next time you get on an airplane, you're not going to have to wear a mask. What if the so-called corona narrative comes back in October? Well, China was doing the responsible thing. What was American Russia doing? They were just letting all their people run around and, and cough on each other. I mean, think about it, Joe. Just, just think about how this is really going right into China's uh, benefit. Eight hundred
0: nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, and, and again, uh, we're just trying to uh, get the news out there to get you into the mix, and we're watching. Uh, the Bank of Israel now. Man. They're adding four new currencies I saw that. to its FX holdings, Jason. Uh, and, of course, uh, they're going to be reducing exposure to the dollar and the euro and adding exposure to the Chinese renminbi Uh, In 2020 and 2021, uh, the Bank of Israel held zero Chinese renminbi. Now, uh, in this graph that I'm seeing, their target, uh, they are definitely going to uh, be adding uh, renminbi. Uh, Well, let me tell you, prior to this year, the Bank of Israel held dollars, euros, and a little bit of the British pound. The target by the end of 2022, uh, they're going to drop U.S. dollar holdings, uh, and I'm and I've got to guess here, just by, you know, because it's a a bar chart. Uh, looks like if I was to guess, 10 percent or so of uh, the euro, they're going to cut the euro. Looks like by almost fifty percent. Uh, and then they're going to be adding uh, a little bit of Japanese yen, which is kind of funny, because we, we were talking about the yen yesterday. Uh, a small amount of the Canadian dollar, then the Australian dollar, and the Chinese Renembe, uh and speculation is... Jason, that a lot of other countries are going to be following suit here. And and I agree uh, with the Israel position, because this is how I see it shaking out. I think the euro is going to lose the most ground, the dollar is going to lose the second most ground, and you're going to see pretty much uh, a vast majority of, of what I'll call the other countries of the world uh, that aren't the EU and isn't the United States adding the Renembi as part of their currency basket.
1: Absolutely, Joe. And when you see countries doing this, sort of uh, fortifying their currency... And listen, this
0: is Israel, one of our closest allies.
1: <laughs> well, you could say that, I guess. I have a different take. That'll be another show. But, but uh, no, I get I get that. that's, that's how the world perceives you know, America and Israel, that we're tight. But I think a lot of countries are going to diversify their currencies, or holdings, because Joe, I, there is that distinct possibility that when this thing goes down, uh, I, I see a, te- a, p- a possible temporary link to gold for the currency, you know, gold-backed currencies of the world, just for a, a small time. You know, we, when you when you change and reset the global economic table, so, so to speak. Uh, sometimes you need a stabilizing factor, and that could be gold. And I, and I think that would be short-lived, Joe. Less, the well, rest and, than five and years. again,
0: remember, you know, speak to your point. Let's go back to 1933, right? When they when they took the gold from the citizenry, they melted it down and put it in Fort Knox, and said the dollars backed by gold. And then they, to Jason's point, they made it illegal for the citizenry to own gold. For over 40 years. Well, for almost 40 years. And and the funny part was the only people that could own it were the ones that owned the collectible coins. Which, once again, going back, why do we like the old gold versus the new gold? Because the old gold has been reclassified as collectible. Uh, to Jason's point, will we see uh, a, a similar Situation unfold by going to a new currency, this digital currency, and to as Jason said, hey, for a while they're going, you know, nations are going to back it with gold, and are they going to back it with gold, you know, for ten or twenty or thirty years? Because uh, you know the bankers will eventually keep working their way to, to getting rid of that. Uh, very very uh, a scenario that, that has got to be uh, when you look at this, one of the leading scenarios out there of what is possibly is going to look like, Jason
1: Yeah, backing up a, uh, a worldwide digital currency with gold to start is a great way. I mean Bitcoin, for example, has a certain amount of coins, but then you can almost divide it up. Uh, for infinity, but there is only so, so many of them. So if you have a digital currency and you back it by gold, and all these countries seem to be rebalancing their gold holdings suddenly in the last ten years, Joe, it makes a lot of sense. And and then, like I said, it it won't last that long. It, it'll be it'll be short lived. But it's it's just a, it's just to stabilize maybe the madness you know, and, and craziness let's that's give
0: coming. The, yeah, let's give the most current example. Russia. Russia. They Russia just put, did it.
1: They put their toe in the water, didn't they, Joe?
0: They just did it. So remember, at the start of the war, here comes the sanctions. The ruble just gets clobbered. I mean, they 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 literally wiped it out like ninety percent of its value in the course of like a week. Russia makes an announcement, and it was what the last I want to say it was like the last week of March. Maybe the second to last week of March. We are now backing the ruble with gold, and they put a price on it. A gram of gold for 5,000 rubles. That was the price. And they said that they would be buying gold, grams of gold, for 5,000 rubles, all the way through the end of the summer, through the end of June or July, or I think it was July, through July, in a matter of a couple of weeks. At the time, by the way, just to give a little more perspective, at 5,000 rubles, that would put the price of, of gold at just over $1,600. Of course, right now, you know, gold at the time was $1,900 the ruble immediately strengthened. Matter of fact, it came all the way back. It was actually stronger than when the invasion started to the point where the ruble got so strong at 5,000 rubles for a gram of gold that would have put the gold price at well over $2,000 an ounce. And the Russia had to say, "Okay, we're taking that off. We're ending it early because obviously they knew. Wait a minute, everyone's going to sell this gold at you know at a uh, hundred and a hundred plus dollars above spot." But it gives you the idea of how the world perceived the strength of their currency the second it got backed by gold. Jason.
1: Yeah, they they put their toe in the water and it was just a little too hot, huh, Joe? <laughs>
0: Just a little bit. It was on fire. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after three. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. This is the last day here. Ten dollars liberties uh, at eleven hundred and fifty dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I'll sweeten it a little bit. You buy twenty or more. Take them down to 1140 Robo uh, Robobank. Out with a note to clients. Talking about the rally on the U.S. stock market. Uh, remember, yesterday the Dow was up pretty big. It's up another 100, 100 points today. Uh, and they were like, yes, apparently these housing starts did the trick. Of course, remember yesterday I was telling you, you know, the fake news. He goes, yes, a three-tenths of a percent rise, rather than a one-point-six percent decline that was expected, and they, of course they were they noted that the starts of single-family homes, you know, the American dream, were actually down another one-point-seven percent. And it was the huge jump in apartments, i.e. multifamily units, up 7.5% that did the trick. And and they they were kind of just poking fun at how far out of touch. Of course, Wall Street's always out of touch. Wall Street's only in touch with what the central bank does. The latest New York Federal Reserve survey, so again, the New York Fed, found that only 43% of renters believe they'll ever ho- ever own a home. That is the first time in the history of the survey that it actually is below 50%. Go back to the housing crash. All those people that lost their homes and turned into renters, even then, they still believe they would own a home again. Jason, this is, this is the underbelly of what's really happening in America today.
1: Yeah, that's, that's depressing. But And I'll say this, Joe. I actually believe that that will turn around in the future, like once again, a global economic reset. But when it turns around, Joe, you're going to be more enslaved to your debt and more enslaved to your mortgage, that that's the only way they're going to get people to buy homes in the future. I, I see it happening, Joe. I was I was at a car dealership yesterday. I won't say which one. I don't want to cause any flack. But I mean, remember last year? The uh, you know, and this isn't homes, but you know, cars, homes. You know, it's like the next step down. You know, used cars were the number one asset out there in 2021. It it they they uh, the inflation on used cars was was. Outrageous, yeah, and the forty
0: plus percent,
1: yeah. Now remember, I talked. I was like a week or two ago about how the uh, the car dealerships are getting around some rules because there are some rules when you when the manufacturer sends you a car, you have a sticker price, and you can't really you can't gouge the customer. You have to you have to be within some range of price, right? And so what they do, this is it's crazy what I saw yesterday. You have you have to uh, sell the cars within a range, and and when you have used cars, you can set your price. So car dealerships and I think this must have started more than a year ago, Joe. they got savvy, and I think it's it's so I think it's so uh, blunt what they're doing. It's, it's so widespread that I think that's why the used car prices went up. It's, what they did is you sell your used car from your dealership to another dealership, which is a uh, two thousand dollar markup or whatever. and then that dealer immediately sells it back to you. Uh, no, you sell it to them for sticker price. They sell it back to you for like two thousand dollars more as a used car. The car hasn't gone anywhere. It's not doing anything, but now you can sell this essentially new car that hasn't been driven for like eight, ten, fifteen thousand dollars more, Joe. So I was actually getting a, a car serviced, and I went, and uh, my wife and I are walking around, Joe, and, and you know what we're seeing? Every single used car is for sale, ready to go, and every single New car had a sold sign on it. There was not a single you could not buy a, a new car at all. They're not not forbidden. Can't do it. But there was a nice fresh batch of brand new looking used cars ready to go. See Joe, brand
0: new but used.
1: Yes, yes, Joe. That shows you how bad the inflation this used is.
0: Car, it only has
1: <laughs> it has zero, miles on. It. it has zero miles on it, but it's used.
0: But they probably pay a guy right. Hey, go drive this around the block ten times, and then go get this next one, right? You know,
1: Joe. They don't even have they don't even have the uh, the, the you know the wrappings off these cars. You know how they, you know, they when they ship a car, it's wrapped up so you don't get any dings or scratches on the. It, it, they're, they're still wrapped and they're sold, sitting there. Nobody's taking. No one's taking possession of them. It's it, it's you know. And here's the thing, I don't think it's. You know, I, I don't know why a, a, a car dealership should be hampered into what they sell the car. They should be able to sell whatever they want, but whatever whatever the rules are the rules are the rules and this is how they've gotten around yes, because they've they... been
0: warned to not sell it above manufacturers, yes. you know suggested you know used you to take okay if the manufacturer says 60,000 all right well you're going to pay you know 55 56 something like that right that yep. used to be kind of standard operating procedures uh, and now of course that's out the window and and to jason's point this is how they're getting around it hey We're going to sell it to, and you know, these car dealers, they own multiple dealerships. So they they fake sell it to the other dealer, uh, one of their other dealerships, and then they buy it back as a used car. And and there you go. And that's how you get around it. Uh, And and let's, you know, look at real inflation right now, according to uh, our government. Wages are going up. And this is huge, about four to five percent. Now they admit to eight and a half percent inflation. So that means real wages, you're losing, you know, any you know, let's just say you're losing four percent. In other words, you're four percent poorer even though you've got a four or five percent raise. But the problem is actual inflation's probably closer to twenty percent. This is the biggest drop in real wages in American history. Wall Street thinks it's wonderful. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. 800 951 Patriot Radio News Hour, final day. U.S. $10 Liberty is at eleven fifty. dollars Buy 10 or more at eleven forty. dollars Gold is down today. Again, remember, we have Janet Yellen, J Powell, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 11, 19 Forty-three, and again, like I said, uh, we've had some profit taken this week. Buy as much of it as you can. Silver's down, and nobody cares. Only thing that happens when silver goes down, the premiums go up. Absolutely, nobody cares uh, about uh, the spot price of silver anymore. Uh, and again, silver, uh, two to three week delivery time. We are paying thirty-four dollars an ounce. Uh, For untoned U.S. silver eagles. Right now, silver's uh, $24.55. So silver's gone down a little bit more. uh, But doesn't matter. Paying $34. So essentially now 9 dollars 5 over spot for untoned silver eagles. If you want to trade silver for gold right now, maybe not a bad idea. Yet we know silver's significantly undervalued. But it's been that way for years now. Uh, but again the 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 physical markets are, are a totally different animal eight nine five one zero five nine two that is the number to call uh, buying or selling we've got you covered here uh, and again we're talking about inflation and and really what's happening to real wages uh, in the United States and and these are things that you You know what, these aren't, uh, there's no uh, hedonic adjustments, you know, like they do with inflation. There's no substitution. Wages are what wages are. And you can't hide it. And what's happening right now is Americans are putting money on their credit cards at an all-time record high. And, Jason, we know this is kind of a zero-sum game. Once those cards get maxed out, uh, that's it. And I think a lot of people are trying to hang on. Hey, if I could just go another month, if I could just get another You know, gasoline prices are going to go back down. Food prices are going to go back down. They're not. Matter of fact, i got bad news. They're going to get more expensive before it gets better.
1: Agreed, Joe. Uh, Agreed, and and uh, the 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 inflation credit
0: card debt in February rose twenty one percent. I I'll be honest, I've never seen a number like that ever.
1: They stopped giving away free money, Joe. I mean, how how are you supposed to uh, uh, keep your credit card bills down if you don't have the free money coming in, right?
0: Well, I guess the one good thing about the free money was a lot of people uh, did pay their credit cards off. Unfortunately.
1: Uh, that didn 't last very long, did it? And that actually doesn 't help the bankers because when you pay down debt, you actually destroy money supply, so that that was kind of counterproductive to all that printing they were doing joe they were They were wanting people to spend it to where they wanted to spend it, which is to and, and, and to increase their debt limits so uh, it didn 't really help them out you know so hey there 's this one thing, Joe. do you see this thing Biden standing in front of a picture of Teddy Roosevelt? <laughs> We will speak I did not see this. we will speak softly and carry a large javelin <laughs> while he's oh, while he's standing in front of Teddy Roosevelt's painting <laughs> and he's gonna give another 800 million dollars to Ukraine and another $500 dollars million, 500 million yeah, you
0: know. 1.3 billion you know what's funny is they admitted we don't even know what happens to the weapons once we give it <laughs> once we we send them over there we have no idea that's kind of kinda like
1: kind of like uh, Libya right uh, we don't know what happened after well, after we took yeah, that guy well, I'm out real sure